Elastic Heart by Sia. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM here at UNE, where we're joined by the first of many lecturers who are going to be joining us right throughout Orientation Week. Finex, who's going to talk to us a little bit about what he does here at UNE. How are you today? I'm cool, Jake, and how are you? I'm very well, thanks. So what do you teach here at UNE? Well, I'm a linguist. Um, most people don't know what linguists uh, are all about. Um, I teach uh, linguistics units, but uh, linguistics is a broad field, really. Um, basically, there is two areas. There is uh, what we call theoretical linguistics, you know, which is uh, the science of language, essentially. Um, and then there is uh, the applied or social side and political side of linguistics, which is my area. So I teach that side of linguistics, mainly intercultural communication, which is uh, a unit that looks at how we communicate, how we relate to uh, people from different cultural and linguistic backgrounds. So essentially, that's what I teach, the political and social side of language and touching on culture and things like that as well. Wow, so much more in-depth than someone might think if they just saw linguistics and, and thought, oh, well, that's just about language. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, so linguistics is not really just about language. It's uh, the science of language, as it were, but at the same time, we look at the, the social and uh, uh, political aspects of language, like language and identity, language and exclusion, language and nation building, language and politics, you know, all of those things, how we get to include and exclude people on the basis of language, how we deploy language for different purposes in life. Because, I mean, language is there everywhere. You know, we connect with people linguistically. So when we are in linguistics, we are not just looking at just languages as things that are existing out there, but how languages are used uh, relationally, you know, in everyday life, as it were. There you go. I hope so. some very excited first-year linguistics students then. So what's the best thing about your job? Well, <laughs> you know, when you're an academic, um, you have to be a social being. And that's the one thing I like because uh, every other trimester, I get to meet a different cohort of students from different backgrounds, you know, like I teach intercultural communication. So I've, the United Nations is in my class all the time because yeah. I've got students from all different uh, backgrounds. That's the joy of it. But the downside is that uh, in that mix, you know, because these students come from different cultural backgrounds and linguistic backgrounds and all of that, some of them are not comfortable to speak mm. in class. You know, we call that etiquette. So they are very, very cagey before they can start to contribute in class. They are, I'm not sure whether I should be saying this or how do I say it, you know, because of the different uh, backgrounds and things like that. But it's an easy thing to navigate because uh, my teaching style is a laid back one. And we throw in lots of jokes, lots of humor, and everybody ends up being comfortable. So, yeah, th those things that I don't like much really is to teach a group of students who are very quiet and they don't contribute, they don't say anything. So that's the downside of my job. But otherwise, you know. Well, hopefully yeah. that'll that'll encourage some of your first year cohort to uh, come along and have a bit of fun then. Yeah. Um, what's one thing that students in your units can do to help them get a better grade? Right. Now, um, I always tell my students that uh, from very start up, um, my units are designed such that I want every student to succeed. And one way to succeed is uh, for you to be proactive. You know, ask questions. If you're not sure, ask, there is no dumb question in my class. Every question matters. But I have a whole host of things that are there on the unit side. 
uh, detailed lecture notes, you know, that take you step by step. I've got uh, audio recordings. I mean, we record all our lectures here. So if you are to get a good grade, make sure that you follow all the online lecture notes and listen to the study, uh, to the audio recordings and come to class, particularly on-campus students. It's a missed opportunity for most on-campus students who choose not to come for lectures because everything happens in there. You know, I, I get to explain things in greater detail and especially in tutorials as well. Just pitch up to a tutorial, contribute, prepare for a tutorial. You will be all fine because I always tell my class that uh, I want every student to be a distinction, if not a HD. So it's easy. Just do the right thing. There you go. Get along to your lectures and your tutorials. Um, let's talk a little, little bit more about you. What was your PhD in? Well, my PhD was uh, in the area of uh, we call language in society, which is uh, sociolinguistics, essentially. So um, it was uh, the topic was the politics of language and nation building in post-colonial Zimbabwe. So I was born in Zimbabwe many, many centuries ago. <laughs> All right. So I was looking at that the role of language really essentially in nation building. Like you find that uh, we talk about nations as if they are things that are pre-existing, but they are social constructs. There are many things that come into the mix in building a nation to build social cohesion, to build national unity, consensus, and all of that. So my PhD was looking at the role of language, really, in that process with Zimbabwe as the case study. Uh, that was my PhD some 15 or so years ago, so it's been a while. It's a fascinating topic. Mm-hmm. And what are you passionate about at the moment, either in your work or, or outside of your work? Now, there are so many things I'm passionate about, but one thing that is, that is at the forefront of my life right now is um, the passion about diversity in all its forms. You know, diversity even including in terms of uh, um, ways in which we relate to the environment, to nature. You know, how human beings and nature relate to one another. That's a passion of mine that in order for, for, for the human species to really continue existing, uh, we need to live harmoniously side by side with nature. So that's one thing that I'm really passionate about. And there are multiple ways of how to achieve that. But at the moment, you see, the trouble is we're relying on one set of knowledge systems of how to relate with nature, mostly um, Western-oriented forms of knowledge systems as to how we relate to environment, to nature. But there are diverse, multiple of them coming from the global south, coming from indigenous communities and all of that. So that's one thing I'm very passionate about, that can we bring onto the table of ideas about how to live well with nature and how to live life well and set aside, you know, the push for uh, extracting economic value out of just about everything we see in life. When we see resources, what comes to the forefront of our minds is what value can we extract economically? But I'm saying, can we look at how culture, how languages, how other ways of knowing can be deployed towards living well uh, in the world that we are in so that we live a better world for our future generations. That's my passion these days. Well, a very good passion to have, a really important uh, topic at the moment. Um, What do you wish that you knew when you were starting out at university that you would impart your (laughs) wisdom onto the first years starting out today? Right, important question, Jack. You see, um, I I was a first year student like some 30 years ago, and um, 
When I got to uni first time, my thinking was, I'm here to study and study hard. And that's mm. what I'm all about to do here. And that was the thing that was at the forefront of my thinking. And I overlooked other important things, you know, that uh, there needs to be a study-life balance. I didn't have lots of fun when I was at uni because I was a nerdy kind of a student, busy with books and this and that. But I missed out on the fun side of things. So as a first-year student, I would advise you to focus on your studies. It's important. But at the same time, just remember that you've got a life. You have a life to live. And a degree that you will get is only a first step towards building your career, towards building your future. It's not everything. So there are all these other things that will be part of your future life that need to be also looked after while you are a student. So looking back, I think I, I, if I were to unwind time and go back, I would have a lot of fun while I'm studying. <laughs> Lots of fun. And of course, I, I won't neglect my studies, but have fun. You know, enjoy. It's a journey. It's not a destination. It's a journey towards, you know, a long-term career that you are building. Very good advice. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Finex. It's been a pleasure. Th thanks, Jack. It was, it's my pleasure really to be here. And I hope all first-year students will be excited to join my class, uh, LIM 150, Communicating in Culturally Diverse Contexts. Whether you are from business or you are from economics, you are from commerce or you are from health, whichever discipline you are, you are from, you would relate with people from culturally diverse contexts and my unit really will be essential to give you those skills, especially when you go out into the world of work. Thanks again, Jack. No worries at all. Well, I hope you're very excited if you're going to have Finex as a lecturer for this first trimester.